Hello everyone and welcome back to the Teacher Parent Garden Club. Oh yes, the actual, we're up there in Norway still. Still in Norway, doing well. Um, <laughs> hello to everyone who listens from Norway and uh, everyone here in the UK as well and around the world, everyone. In today's podcast, we talk about how you can get started at school where I answer some of your questions that you have kindly sent in to me. Also, we have the fantastic teacher George joining us back again for some new teacher tips and hints. Olive joins us as well for some father-daughter chit-chat and we take your phone calls and hey, how about I chuck in a bit of extreme gardening and a little idea at the end, end of today's show. How about that? Does that sound good? Yeah? Are you ready for it? I'm not, I'm not sure if you are. You haven't got a choice. Let's play it. Here we go then everyone, welcome to another episode, I, I think we're on like 460, maybe one is this, I'm not sure, 461 episodes uh, of this podcast which is absolutely uh, amazing, I've never done something for such a long time. Um, Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Lots coming up in today's show. Uh, firstly, to everyone, last week I may have mentioned that the dreaded hit, it's time for Knit Watch. Uh, the dreaded knits had hit Olive's classroom. Uh, thank the Lord, touch some wood. We've had none in our household. And let's try and keep it that way, everyone. I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to that, everybody. Um, elsewhere, we have started contacting schools um, for the Culture to Garden Festival, which is, a, you know, the feedback I've had from that already is amazing. The schools that have got back to me um, to uh, to be part of it this year is incredible. And I'm so excited about this year because we're going to make it such more an event. You know, last year went really well. I got, I'm, I'm blowing my own trumpet, but it went really well last year, right? This year we're making it a bit more of an event. We're getting an ice cream van. That's an event enough. We're doing some more sew and grow with the kids, getting them involved. And possibly, just possibly, I'm not sure how we're going to do it yet, possibly there could be another stage show. I'm just dropping it, a little hint in there, possibly. So all schools can come and visit for absolutely free. That's the idea, to come and watch the stage show. That's it at the moment, all right? Just bear with, just bear with that. Um, elsewhere, uh, we're going to be down in the bottom of the garden later on. I must I must remember uh, to drop that in for you. Um, honestly, a little bit's happened. Not a lot since last week, just a little. Do a little, do a lot. I don't, I don't know. We're going to try and get as much done as we can this week down there. But, um, but before that, let's get on with the podcast. 
with, it seems like everyone's favourite bit. I don't know what she's going to say this week, but it's, it's time for Olive. Why would you wear odd socks? Oh, Olive! Olive! No, no, listen, no, it's very edgy. Hello, everyone. Just now on the Skinny and Gala Woods. To get kids. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, and, and like, like, like. Oh, leave. Hello! Hello! And welcome to everyone's favourite part of the show. With Olive! How you doing, Olive? You alright? Yeah. What, uh, what's what been going on in Olive's world? When you say Olive world, what do you mean? Well, I mean, what, what has uh, Olive been up to? Alright. One thing, I got two, three things okay. from school. Yeah. So, the first thing is something that happened. Yeah. At school. Yeah. So, so, what happened was I had a book that was a, I just had, yeah, I had a book. And then the next day when I was at school, I went to look in my tray. And it wasn't there. And then the next day, it was in... Because we have, like, a little reading corner. It was in the reading corner. And then, the next day after that, my friend had it. And she said, when you when I'm finished with it, you'll forget about it. But then the next day, she put it back in the reading corner. And then I don't want it anymore because I had a good... Good a book. A good a book. Yeah, like a better book. Oh, a better. Yeah, I got you. Not a better, but better. <laughs> okay. That's number one that's happened, yeah. And then second, well, I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, but it's called The Wick. It's um it's I don't know if everyone called it the Wick. Does it is called. It was just generally called the Wick. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's like a massive field. It's near like it's in Colchester, and we went there on a really windy day. And um, well, what happened was we brought a balloon, bal- balloon, and we were going to put it in the sky, and then it blew away and it wasn't supposed to because it's bad for the environment and it fell down and we couldn't find it. Yeah, that was not not a highlight, was it? Uh, we tried to find it, though. Yeah, um, but you you put it like on you put it on Twitter, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I put it and no one no one got back to me. Never mind. It went near Rowedge, just if you see it. If you're in Rowedge, you'll find it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. And tonight, you've got? A UV disco. So if you don't know what UV is, it means like, Dad? It's like paints that glow up under a certain light. Yeah. And I still not chose what I'm going to wear. I chose a dress, but Mummy said that um, she didn't get the point of what what I meant by wearing oh. a white dress, didn't No. We'll find out next week if she got to wear the dress. Yeah. And also, is it this year's Chinese New Year? Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's what you've been doing at Brownies, isn't it? Chinese New Year. 
Yeah. Well, did you learn anything? Do you want to drop any facts on Chinese New Year? Yeah. And something I did at Brownie's for oh, Chinese New Year. Oh, go on, go on, then. So, um, I done... What we done, we made these lanterns, but not actually firing them, just lanterns. Um, we made, um, what are they called? Fortune cookies. And then that's what we've done. And then they also said, if you were born in 2014, you are a... Um, a certain animal. I'm... Because I was born in 2015, I'm... Do you want to know this? Yeah, yeah. A goat. Ah, oh, I love goats. Yeah. They didn't tell us, like, if our parents... But they said the brownie leaders... They wasn't born in 2014, and they said they were a horse. I want to find out what I am. I want to find out. Well, look, um, we've got to go. Yep. Time to school. Um, but like I've been trying to say, no gardening's happening at the moment. Too frosty out there. Too frosty. Too cold. So, once it warms up, we'll get outside, yeah? My friend Arya's finger nearly fell off. Exactly, and what a way to finish. Right, thanks so much, Olive. Thanks for listening. Bye! Hello there, everyone. It's me, Advert Robot, back for a second week. How do, how do you do? I'm here to tell you about school garden success. That's right. I tell you about it every single week. So, I thought I would concentrate on just one particular piece each week so not to bore you. School Garden Success is an amazing package for primary schools around the UK to get you gardening. But the best part is the teacher support. From Lee Connolly's findings and research, teacher support was lacking in a lot of things around school gardening. And so, Lee has a team ready to go to answer your questions in a very special area called teacher support on the plan. You access this, you access the team, and you get your answers questioned, questions answered within 24 to 48 hours, which means that you can continue to teach your class throughout the entire year. Teacher support is an incredible part of it, including all of the equipment, all the lessons throughout the entire year, and of course, the team right behind you. Want to find out more? It's schoolgardensuccess.co.uk That's schoolgardensuccess.co.uk It has returned. That's right. Another episode of Extreme Gardening is available right now and this week's episode is amazing don't get me wrong i loved last week's right where we've got gary v involved and oh but wait oh my god gary v likes the video he said it was he didn't actually say but he liked the video i'll take that and he followed me anyway i think you don't you might not even know who gary v is it doesn't matter uh this week on extreme gardening i sow pumpkin seeds underwater that's right pumpkin seeds and i i literally risk my entire life to sow pumpkin seeds uh-huh oh yeah it's that scary if you want to find out this week head to skinnygeengarner.co.uk forward slash extreme where you'll find all of the episodes 
of extreme gardening. Now you may be asking, why am I sowing pumpkin seeds underwater? And the simple answer is, if you're growing pumpkins this year, they're going to need loads and loads of water. In fact, in School Garden Success, we get the children to sow pumpkins. So if, they, if they're doing that, get them to watch this, because it is crazy. That's right. I go underwater amongst the sharks and marine life to show you how to sow pumpkins. Once again, skinnyjeangarner.co.uk forward slash extreme. Now time for your phone calls. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. That's great, mate. Love the voicemail message. It's me, Matt Biggs. Matt Biggs here. Just want to say, mate, you're doing great. And I just want to say, uh, could we meet up at some point to... Hello, Lily. It's Charles Dowden here. I uh, just want to say that I've got a new book out uh, about not digging uh, for children. That's a uh, it's a book where you it's only one page. Uh, literally just says don't dig. So uh, go check that out. I suppose. How you doing? It's Tom Cruise here once again, just to say that uh, I'm just giving you a call. Uh, we want to skydive out of a helicopter while it's on fire at some point. But hey, why don't you do it while you're sewing some cat? Just great, mate! Me, Matt Biggs again, and... Now, if you've got a little back garden, then... You know, make up a little wildlife fund. You know, all, all the things that you, you're you're doing, Mr. Skinny Jean, with your, uh, you know, getting the children involved. You can get children interested and excited. Yeah. You give them an interest for, for life. You know, they might sort of dip in and out when they go to university, or perhaps live in a flat in the town for a while. But you know, you'll never never forget that interest in wild in wildlife. Yeah, I think that's what I'm learning that getting kids into gardening doesn't mean they'll be gardening throughout their teens and 20s, they'll come back to it, but actually getting started, they'll always be in the back of their minds. I think that if you can give it that to them, I think you're absolutely right, and it's like all sorts of things you learn as a child. You see, well, my, my dad, I, I would garden with my mum, but my dad would, he liked walking, right, so okay. we would go a walk, we had the, the big square, which was about five miles that we used to do when we were older, or reluctant. It was sort of eight or nine, sort of reluctantly, because it was a long way. But then there was a little, what we call the little square, which was only three miles, which we did every Sunday. And so as we did that, you'd, you know, you'd see, you know, the trees coming into flower, and uh, and the lovely uh, and how the countryside changes. And even yeah. in a city, you know, if there's street trees, or if you've got a local park, or a little wildlife area, or a school garden, yeah. you you know, you keep an eye out on the school garden to see when spring's coming. It's almost know. like it's almost like that's some people just take for granted and don't take any notice of, especially like nowadays we're walking over our phones, so it's like yeah. missile that sort of thing. But It is a shame, I mean, I, I, you know, you understand the world has changed and people do use the phones, but but if, if you are looking at your phone, that's the only world you will ever see. Yeah, yeah. And the fact is there is so many wonderful things around you 
uh, which are, is much more of a sort of a sensory a sensory experience you know because if you if you go and sit in a park you know you feel the sunshine and the warmth or perhaps the cold wind and then you know pull your scarf tight around your neck or your hat down over your ears uh, and, and then you will see things you might see the first butterfly of spring you know flying across in fr front of you yeah. you, uh, you know you'll hear dogs barking or leaves rustling uh, and you're using all your senses all the time you yeah. might pick something up that you see you know you might you might find a beautiful leaf uh, from a from a tree that's left over from from the autumn and it's now just a skeleton with lots of little holes in it and you look at the shapes and the forms of it so i think if you you know there is a time and a place for the phone but it does make me sad in a way that people uh, are so tied to the phone that they can't it becomes the sort of focal point of their life and then they they're, then they're missing out i think yeah. that's it they're missing out on all these lovely experiences that are around us yeah your your um time when you were gardening with your mum did was it more allotment based or was it um my my mum was born in in warwickshire um my grandpa had a big uh, vegetable garden in fact both my grandpas did um and all the things i used to do with my mum were just general gardening um, I, I, don't know, I can remember what, one thing that fascinated me because what she would do, she didn't have a, a big compost heap, yeah. uh, um, so she that would get filled up. But she would have a trench open across the, the compost heap, particularly during the winter time, and then all the peelings from the kitchen and all the vegetable scraps would go in there. Right. But more fascinating was that if if um, say like my dad or myself had, or my sister had a I don't know, a cotton shirt or a pair of cotton socks or wool socks, she would bury them in the ground. And I can still remember getting a, getting a good, gruesome, an old pair of pants, yeah. and all that was left was like the elastic, you know, because she'd not cut, cut the elastic off. The elastic with all the, you know, and like um, as though they'd been in a, an explosion and sort of ripped and torn because yeah. the soil had sort of eaten away these sort of, you know, these Y fronts or whatever they were. But it's the, you know again anything that's organic yeah. you know recycle you know can be recycled. So some, sometimes if I had a shave and I've got to have an electric shaver, so I just, you know doing that and it's finished, knock it out, and that goes onto the compost heap. Or if I cut my toenails or oh, get my and my haircut, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, it's all nitrogen. And, and so so I still put clothes. Um, my wife Jill had a big pair of fluffy uh, woolly slippers, huge yeah. things. They were fantastic. And when they wore out, and she was sort of, you could only see the tops, and she was actually bare feet, you know, and the soles, that they went on the compost heap. And and, uh, and gradually, the, the compost and the bacteria, well, the, the compost heap, the activity in the compost heap, uh, the bacteria and the fungi and the moisture mm. broke it all down, and they just It's like a few years, though, right? Uh, yeah, well, it was. I mean, the wool, the wool went quite quickly, but the, the, the sole of the, of the shoe didn't. And... And of course, if you've got a shirt, you've got to make sure that it is, um, you know, 100% cotton and to cut the buttons off yeah. and things like that these days. So, you know, what, it either goes on a scarecrow or into the compost. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun, you know, it's those kind of quirky things that you that amaze you, I think, about, you know, what's going on yeah. around you in a garden. Yeah, yeah it's different. And this time of year, of course, seeds germinate. So yeah. however many seeds you've seen germinating, you, it's always exciting. It's always amazing, yeah. Totally. <laughs>
Uh, not long. Wow, it's a good few years ago, actually, thinking about it. Anyway, this week, I've been trying to get hold of him. And uh, because of my signal, not his fault, my pro problem, I've not been able to get hold of Big Z. So I thought, well, for my own and maybe your enjoyment, uh, I'd put a little bit of Big Z onto the podcast. So uh, if you want to go and listen to them episodes, just scroll back quite far back. Uh, for the old Big Z episodes, but they are worth it. Some great stories on there. Right, uh, everybody. Uh, this week, I thought I would put some of your questions that I very kindly get on my emails. Lee at skinnyjingana.co.uk. Teachers, uh, if you want to get in, uh, involved in school and assess, then please message me first on there if you want to ask me to answer any questions uh, about the plan. But these are questions about how uh, teachers can get started. So uh, let me, uh, hopefully there'll be of use to you too. Uh, so let me get through. Uh, I've got five questions this week. Uh, first one is Mrs. S. Morsley from St. James's uh, Primary. Uh, I have a garden that's not been touched in years. How can I get it started? Well, that is, you know, I hear that a lot uh, about gardens that uh, looked amazing once upon a time and then have just slowly, I mean, you know, being out of school during the COVID years didn't help. Our school gardens uh, it's very much i think and this is might, might be the theme throughout this little part it's very much just do a little do it often don't take on the whole garden to begin with take on a small corner make that look amazing and then move on to the next bit or even give depending on how many classes you've got in your school even section it up this is a great idea because it makes a little bit of a competition between the children and most importantly the teachers and that will tidy up that area of your school garden and get it started at least so uh, that's a really easy way to get started you've got to bring in some of them other classes and them teachers if you want to take all uh, I mean you did send the picture and it did look like a big space so I'd split it up if I was you uh, Mr Madison uh, Montgomery's uh, I'm not sure on gardening but would love to start that is a very easy plug for school garden success isn't it uh, if you're not, if you're a teacher, that don't really like, how can we expect you to know how to get out there and garden? We're not Monty Dons, right? Uh, that is where school garden success can come and support. But this is not an advert constantly to school garden success. So let me give you an answer away from school garden success. That would have to be just start sowing some seeds as a class. Now it doesn't matter. I don't like these uh, X. I get it for science, and it's great. You put a seed, a bean, into a bag, put some water in there, and then watch how the roots grow. That is great for science, but afterwards, you know, no one's just, just chucked in the bin. Generally, um, he's just chucked in the bin. Just sow a few of those bean seeds. Get the class started. Oliver's been doing some great things. She's been brought back uh, sunflower seeds, for an instance, which don't cost a lot. If you ask parents to begin with to get started, then uh, then that is a good thing because you'll get seeds donated, then we can start sowing, sowing them. And the joy, the excitement the children get from seeing that little sprout come out of the soil. Olive had no idea what she was growing until we got a flower on top. And I was a little bit like, what is this coming out of the soil? I think that's part of the excitement. Maybe get a load of seeds together, maybe a lucky dip. That's a great way to at least start your class on that garden journey and then go and get school garden success. Uh, Fiona M, uh, I'm a parent at my daughter's school, would like to get started now. Can I help in any way? Um, you can by uh, being able to donate, like I said a minute ago, seeds, equipment, pots are a good one. 
um, that you can donate. Everyone's got a load of pots in their shed somewhere, right? Be able to donate them. You can donate some of your time. What I would say is, and this is really difficult, um, is try not to let the school, and this seems unkind, right? But try not to let the school rely on you too heavily because it's going to take up a lot of your time. And, you know, to begin with, we all got it. I'm exactly the same. There's so much energy to begin with. And very slowly, that slowly grinds down. And that doesn't make us bad people, right? But it happens. And then the school garden, like uh, Miss, Mrs. Morley's, uh, Morsley's at the start of this question bit, uh, it's left and it just sort of dies away. And and I feel like we want the children to feel like they've succeeded, right? Feel like they've succeeded at something. So yeah, definitely help out, guide, but just don't... Um, I, I mean, it's up to you. Like, who am I to say don't? If you feel like you've got the time, do it. I feel like I'm being like, hey, don't do that. If you want to, go for it. Right? I'm just saying that sometimes it's, it, we've all got that. Yeah, we've all got that thing. One of the things, I'll give you a little um, behind the scenes is I've become a school governor. Yeah, and that's great. I really love being part of that team. But even now, Olive's got a good few years. I wonder when Olive leaves that school, I don't know what I'm going to be like. And maybe that makes me, a se I don't know, selfish, but I don't know. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, in gardening, that does happen a lot. Children leave the school. You know, you do it for your child when, I don't know, it's a bit of a, I don't know. Hey, I'm just saying. Am I making sense here? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> let's move on. Come on. Dig yourself out of that one. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Mr. O'Clain from Heathside. Uh, is there anywhere I can get free information to get gardening with my class? There is. And, you know, School Garden Success is not the only thing out there. There's some amazing resources. I have to send you, if you've got the time to go through it, there's some great information on the RHS website and the RHS uh, campaign for school gardening, uh, which is all free and all available to you. Uh, it doesn't guide you like school garden success, but it is free and it's a good start if you want to get your class gardening. Um, so I hope that helps. Uh, and finally, the question, Mr. B. Turners uh, says, uh, my grandchildren's school had created an incredible wildlife garden at school. You'd be welcome to come uh, to come and visit. Thanks very much. You never know. I might. Um, uh, it's all, all it's all they talk about. Uh, what else can they do to attract wildlife and perhaps grow some vegetables? Well, that's true. Like a lot of schools, they sometimes they go down the wildlife route. Sometimes they go down the grow your own route. It sort of flies back to where I started at the start of this little piece. Just get some seeds, get some vegetable seeds in, and just get started. It's the best way for free to get started. Yeah, School Garden Success is massive on, it's sort of 50-50 to be honest with you, uh, with wildlife and grow your own, but heavily grow your own this side of uh, uh, the six weeks holiday. Um, but to easily get started, just start growing some seeds, maybe some tomato seeds in March time uh, would be a good start. Tomato peppers, things like that um, are a great way to get started. Uh, please, Drop me a message, drop me an email, I'll get back to you on the email, but I'll also put them on here because this is a fun and helpful little section, right? What is also helpful is George. If you're a new teacher getting into school, maybe you've just started, I think George's tips have been really helpful already and we're only on the third week. So uh, let's have some more, George. Hi guys, George here again for week three of my top teaching tips. Now the third one, 
is to have a work-life balance. Now, I always say, for me, I make sure that you don't take work home. Now, I know some people like to shoot off after work, go home and relax, which is great because it suits certain people. But for me, and I know some of my colleagues do it as well, is I like to stay in work so I don't take anything home as I find it more productive if I'm within a work environment. So I always make sure that I stay at work, normally the extra hour, hour and a half each day, um, get any extra little jobs I need to do or pre-plan for the next couple of days ahead. Um, and then when I get home, I have my downtime. So I chill out, I have dinner and I do whatever I want and don't think about work. Um, Cause I know it can be stressful teaching and when you're always constantly thinking about work, it can get you down, you can feel stressed out, um, and it can affect your mental health, and that is massive in today's world, so it's really important that you have your downtime. And also for me, I like to do social activities, no matter what your social activity is, mine would be football, so I like to play sports twice a week, and I make sure that I always have time for those social activities to meet some friends, do a little bit of exercise, and have that downtime so then I can then refocus my attention on work for the next day. Um, yeah, so that is my main thing. And my main tip with my rule is don't take work home and make sure you save time to relax and socialise. You join me on... A very uh, frosty morning down in the small garden as I just go through here through the gap into the small garden where um where there's actually been quite a lot been going on one of the biggest things I don't know if I mentioned it last week but my veggie pod which I'm growing everything in has um, collapsed a little bit under the weight so I didn't put it on a solid base and unfortunately i've paid the price everyone and it's uh collapsed so uh, all i've done is put some paving slabs under there pushed one of the broken ones a little bit further to the back i mean it's a bit annoying because i was going to do uh some growing under there as well but i need to keep this as stable as possible um for all of the vegetables that i'm going to be growing in there which is good i also got a new um a new little seed uh, bird feeder for uh, Christmas from Mr. Suggett, um which has been changed, which is good. Get rid of my old one. Let's feed the birds. The old one, to be honest with you, I don't know if any birds have actually come down and eaten them. I'm not sure if it's in the right place. I'm still not sure if it's the right place now, but I might move it, um, move it over later in the week. And honestly, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. It's solid ice. Olive's... Um, fairy garden which i need to sort out because it just keeps filling with water and i keep saying i'll do it um it's totally iced it's not going to grow anything but i really want to succeed with that it's our own little bit in this garden um but everything's so solid you know the boxes um where the strawberry plants are the soil is completely solid i was gonna um plant up and I, i'm not gonna do it this week now some herbs in the wool planter again the soil totally frozen down here so um some of my planting dreams should i say 
uh, are not going to happen. One of the things I did get the other day was a lavender plant, uh, which I did say was going to go. I got a couple of lavender plants, um, just because I love it. And, and as, you, as you walk in, uh, as you brush past lavender, as it gets bigger, as a plant, you brush past it, it just smells amazing. It's very easy to grow, and they grow quick as well. In the right conditions, they can grow really fast. So... So that's something, hey? That's something being planted. Um, so yeah, very cold down here. Um, probably not the right time to be sowing any seeds in this little garden at the moment. Um, but doing these structural things, I think probably if we're lucky by like February, I'm, the, I'm really been trying to be lucky because I know in March we've had snow before. Um, I want to plant some stuff out. And maybe I'm being a little bit too keen. Probably am. But um, it's looking good down here. It's looking alright. The little hedgehog home as well has finally been installed. Uh, which I've been meaning to do for ages with a wooden box. Which I'm very excited about. And the wormery. Um, I'll tell you about the wormery next week. Because I've got some uh, something coming in the post. I'll tell you next week about that. That's, that's a little bit exciting. It's happened before in this podcast. You would have heard about it. But. I'm going to hold off, I'm going to hold off, I'll tell you next week about it, but yeah, uh, the garden's looking great, it's just very cold, and I'm going to get back inside, <sighs> near some heaters. <laughs> there you go everyone, uh, that's what's going on at the bottom of the garden, loads to get on with, right, it's best time to do it, is now that there's ice on the floor, and it's freezing cold, not... Not a couple of weeks ago when it was a little bit warmer. Oh no, Lee's doing it all now. Fantastic. Uh, also, thank you to George. Uh, I'm really enjoying them. We're only on week three uh, of 10 weeks of tips from George. And uh, I'm already getting some great feedback. Thank you to everyone that's got back about them. You know, there's not, I'm not saying there's 100. I mean, there's a few people that have just got in touch. I said, I'm thinking, one, I'm thinking about getting into teaching. And these have been really helpful already. Uh, and two, also some new teachers that have just started uh, as well. Uh, it's really good to uh, to reassess for teachers. Um, you know, a lot going on in the town. I don't want to get into it right now. A lot going on in the teaching world. I fully support. Okay, I fully support it. Um, and these are important things uh, to uh, to be able to continue to teach children um, in the right way, right? I, I, you know, it's, it's good. So thanks so much to George. Uh, for being part of this podcast uh, and loads more voices coming up now before the end of today's podcast i wanted to drop in this right so earlier on uh, mrs s morsley of st james's uh said uh, she's got a garden that's not been touched in years how can she get started right and this is a really easy one you can get it from my book plug 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 but uh you can get it from my book which hey i'll tell you how you can get a free copy in a second or a free um, version of it uh, you can get it from a book. It's a pallet garden, right? So you get a pallet absolutely free. You can break up the top bits, okay? And then you reposition them. You may have heard me talk about this before on the podcast, okay? Then you position the pallet so there's just enough room to sow seeds down. Then you uh, fill that up with compost. Make sure you, oh, sorry, make sure you put some membrane around the side to stop the compost coming out. Or even just put some pallet wood around the edges just to stop that compost falling. Fill it full of compost and then sow your seeds. What you've got there is a no weeds bed because there's no weeds that can pop up through that soil. All of the plants are going down them bits which the soil is showing. All the soil that's not being used is underneath that uh, pallet wood. Makes it super easy, get the kids to paint it. They own that little area of the garden. 
it's a great way to get started for pretty much free apart from the compost obviously pretty much free and it makes it easy which is the best thing right um if you want to get a a free version of that book you can listen to the audiobook for absolutely free all you do is go to skinjingana.co.uk forward slash links that's forward slash links scroll down at the bottom is a free gift the free gift is the audiobook all right i don't usually mention it on here uh, or anywhere else apart from at shows but for you the podcast is tonight if you want the audiobook head to there and you'll get it's pretty good it was a few years ago when i recorded it i might record it again but it was a pretty good uh, read through of it um it's a bit of history there right uh, but it gives you all the ideas with my, me giving a little bit of backstory as well. It's not going to be a normal audiobook, is it? Of course not. I am doing it. Um, but there you go. Uh, so there's a few uh, different ideas. And hopefully, if you're starting a school garden this year, uh, then that's uh, give you a few ideas that you can at least get started with. Obviously, final... I, I promise you, it's the final... I promise you, it's the final plug. School garden success. <laughs> If you really, I'm not going to mention it again. All right, next, I can promise you, next week on the podcast, I will not mention SchoolGarnSuccess.co.uk. I promise. I can't. It's too like Tourette. I can't help it. It's too much. Let's see how I get on. Next week, you can have a, a, a drink of your cup of tea every time I mention it. All right. Bring a few cups. That's all I'm saying. Uh, right, that's it from me. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Um, and thanks to everyone that's been involved in it. Uh, I shall speak to you same time next week.
This is a Sydney Gainer Gardener Dachshund.